Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zanashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> I don't know how, but you say greetings, greetings different like every time. Every time. Well, yeah, I try. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it fresh, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fresh. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, I have such a tendency to become such a stodgy old dude that, you know, I try to keep it fresh, keep myself excited, you know, because I know the audience appreciates it. I don't see you as a stodgy old dude. Oh, really? Well, that's nice. Not at all. Not in the slightest. You tend to, I think, um, be very adventurous and uh, curious and uh, entertaining and, uh, you know, lively and fun. Well, good. That means I'm, I'm doing what I intend to do then. Well, of course... That's from one stodgy old dude to another. So there we maybe go. <laughs> my level of entertaining and fun is, um, you know, just so low that uh, you meet that little hurdle. And yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, so like you, you know, seem very di- dynamic. Who to check? All you got to say is who to check, and I laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're the bar. They're the. Uh... <laughs> Some kind of bar. Yeah, the high bar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> high, low. <laughs> Limbo. <laughs> I, I think of it more as rammed up uh, someone's rectum. That kind of bar. Ah. That's more Hootie Check to me. <laughs> did you Did you, Did you? you get to meet the Hootie Checks, Steve? Did At I? the conference? I'm not sure. So two little dudes you gotta, that, oh, I did. that talk oh, in totally broken did. stereo yeah. and r- really fast, and they're like, ah, da, 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 and then the other one goes, ah, da, da, and so. And they, f- they finish each other's sentences. Yeah, and, it's really cute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're great. They're really fun. <laughs> the guys are. with the barbecue, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who did checks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of funny. At the NHC, I, I slapped uh, a Palmer sticker on each of their backs during club night. And they uh, they didn't notice it till the next morning when they're it's like, hey, I got a you got a you got a sticker in your back. And it's like, hey, you do too. And <laughs> so, yeah, if you had put it on their bodies, they wouldn't have noticed it until they're you know uh, got home. Yeah. Well, yeah, until uh, like six months later when it's time yeah. for their uh, semi annual bath. <laughs> oh well. Yes. Good times. The first time I met them was in Florida. Yeah, at the conference, and I'm just wandering around at the beer thingy, 
you know, mind my own business. And these two guys, like, waylay me and spend an hour yelling at me and, and calling me an asshole for, for winning. <laughs> <laughs> and they just All went on fun. and on. Oh, yeah. they were they were pissed at the time. Yeah. Uh, the Hootie Chicks. Great guys. Yeah. But yes, we've we've uh, we've hit it off ever since. Yeah. I think they were surprised that I wasn't upset that they were yelling at me. <laughs> it's kind of hard. I don't think that they could like yell at somebody and have that person take them seriously. No, they're they're grinning too much. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, you know who else uh, you grins know, a lot? Grins a lot. Our good friend uh, John uh, Blickman. That's right. And I'd be grinning, too, if I was making such great brewing equipment. Uh, I mean, every every year, it seems he's got some new radical invention or reinventing of the way that brewing equipment works. And all it means is that you buy Blickman gear, you're getting, like, the state-of-the-art and, you know, well-engineered equipment. Not yeah. the, the, the stuff that... Uh, is so bleeding edge that it doesn't work at all. <laughs> but the stuff that's so well engineered that it can actually change your brew day, shorten your brew day, improve your brew, your quality, uh, improve your consistency. Great stuff. You should check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com. And uh, they've been paying for the show, so you don't have to. So I would appreciate it if you would just take a few minutes of your day. Instead of having to pay for the show, all you got to do, a few minutes of your day, email uh, feedback at BlickmanEngineering.com, and John will get your email, and you can tell him how much you like the show or how much you hate it and you think he's wasting his money sponsoring it. But either way, uh, check him out. Good stuff. Good people. All right. Uh, today, we are uh, talking about uh, sulfites. Yes, hmm. indeed. John, I've heard of these sulfites. Um, yeah, as a boy professional band from brewer. the from the eighties. Oh <laughs> no, well, that's no different different group entirely. Right. Well, tell us what what is a sulfite? Well, a sulfite is um, it's a, one of the many sulfur compounds that are found in beer. Mm-hmm. However, um, a good analogy for sulfites are the carbonates and bicarbonates that you have in water. Mm. In that, uh, sulfites in beer are uh, either sulfur dioxide, SO2, or bisulfite, HSO3, or sulfite itself, SO, just SO3. And th- so it takes many different forms. Right, can, it takes different forms depending on the pH of the solution. Mm, so it can and, be converted from one to the other just with the pH? Yes. Yeah, it exists in an equilibrium of three forms. And at beer pH, anywhere between you know three and six, mm-hmm. um, it is predominantly in the bisulfite uh, dissolved phase. Mm-hmm. If if the pH drops really low to like you know two or less, um, then it can the majority of it converts to dissolved uh, sulfur dioxide gas, which can you know come out of solution. Mm-hmm. Um, the and like I say, it's an equilibrium, so there will be dissolve a portion of dissolved sulfur dioxide gas even in 
uh, beer pH. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a small proportion of it. And as the carbon dioxide, you know, comes out of solution of your beer from the bubbles and so on when you're drinking it, it will carry that sulfur dioxide along with it. And the characteristic smell of sulfur dioxide um, is the burned match uh, smell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, various gases. Taylor, why are you doing that, man? Every time since, since somebody at the, since the conference, the conference someone told came up to you me not like to do that, threateningly, threateningly was like, he "Is it, it you? Was you? Is it you he who always you. does it?" And I was like, no, "No, it's not me, please." Oh, don't. please! Oh, he was he was you up in arms about it. You need to stop. Uh, clearly, the listeners have spoken. <laughs> you need to stop. You're interrupting the show. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you porno people. You, you you think the whole thing's like a wild ride? It, it, it is. This is very serious stuff here. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, keep keep going, John. Okay. Well, um, so sulfites. Uh, and and when it, during this show, as I, we talk about uh, sulfur in beer, um, everything other than sulfate is going to be, um, which is SO, SO4, it, the naturally occurring uh, substance in drinking water and so on. Uh, the, all the sulfites, whether it's SO2, HSO3, or SO3, uh, we're just going to talk about it as sulfite. Um, okay. So just want to lay that out there. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, at beer pH, most of it exists as bisulfite, um, and uh, it is produced by the yeast as part of the uh, fermentation. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder, maybe before I get into the weeds of uh, that chemistry, uh, I should start out with a little softer um, factoid here. Let's see. Start out soft, John. Okay. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, sulfites' um, legal limits. Oh. Um, in the United States, um, beverages are allowed to have 10 ppm of sulfites maximum. Otherwise, they need to be labeled as containing sulfites mm-hmm. because uh, a certain portion of the population, anywhere from you know 10, 12 percent, uh, can be allergic to sulfites. Um, and these allergies can be anything from hives to asthma. Uh, depends. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why there, you'll see labels, you know, on beer, wine, and cider, saying that you know, uh, warning this this beverage contains sulfites. Now in beer, um, generally the uh, concentration of sulfites in beer is usually pretty low. Usually um, less than thirty ppm. Um, and if a brewery is not labeling the beer as containing sulfites, then it should, then it's you know by definition less than ten p mm-hmm. ten ppm. And um, then most most breweries don't have to worry about that because the general level is fairly low. Yeah, it is. It's it's reduced during fermentation. It's reduced reduced during off gassing and so mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the sulfites can creep in other other parts of the process. Um, in contrast, uh, ciders can contain like uh, 200 parts per million, mm-hmm. and wine can have like 450 parts per million. Because they tend to use uh, sulfur compounds as ways of preservatives, yes. preservatives, and and killing off uh, uh, wild yeast and bacteria when they uh, right. crush the grapes. 
traditionally that's been the use of sulfites mm-hmm. to act as a preservative. Um, it's used in fruit concentrates as a preservative because the p you know the low pH helps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, its bacterial antibacterial properties. Um, the okay. and it can be it can be added to beer as part of an adjunct like a, a corn syrup mm. or a fruit you know a fruit concentrate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also used as a preservative in finings such as Isinglass. So mm. um, as I was mentioned that there there are several avenues for sulfites to get into beer, but the main uh, avenue is the um, the metabolism by the yeast during fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When, when we come back, I want you to tell us where that sulfur is coming from that the yeast are producing. Producing Because Very, it, it's coming from some ingredients we're using. Uh, and people will also ask about using things like gypsum. Is that going to increase their sulfates? Uh, right. right. All right. right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have more about sulfates after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your Brew Easy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman kettle cart. The Brew Easy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your Brew Easy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. 
Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft lines. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like Wine guys, brew strong. All right, we're back. During the break, we're talking about the stealing of glassware from uh, bars and breweries and stuff. It's an epidemic, I hear. It is insane how much gets stolen. Not unlike branded stuff, unbranded stuff. I'd be surprised, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Who knows? Yeah, Everybody who likes stuff. Feel a part of the scene, take a souvenir home. That they're, they're unbranded. Yeah, it's just they're a just glass. Plain glass. <laughs> it's like what you don't have glassware in your house. You, you don't have something to drink out of. Maybe there's a glassware shortage. Or, I don't know. I think they get all the glassware they need from like Burger King or McDonald's. <laughs> they just need to save those things, like from their like daily the soda cups. Yes, there you go. I use them. You can all use them. <laughs> I use them over and over again. You can use them for like a week, and then they get soggy. No, they have, they're have like plastic. Oh. Oh, those ones. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm. So I'm in the second phase, the in the reuse. I reuse them until like all the BPA has been sucked out of them into my body, <laughs> and they've become brittle, and then I recycle them. <laughs> That's how I grow such ample breasts. It's the BPA. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now, ladies, that's, now that's, it's, an, that's some advice, ladies. Now <laughs> it starts to make sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So, John, the um, sulfite that uh, compounds it, that we find in beer. Now, uh-huh. I would guess that the majority of it, like everything in beer, comes from the malt. Right. That is the origin of most of the sulfur in beer. But it's not the only uh, Mm -hmm. source. Um, The sulfates in the water can also be utilized by the yeast Mm -hmm. uh, as a sulfur source. Um, So so when I add, like, gypsum, am I increasing the potential for uh, farty-smelling beer? Well, you would think so, but not really. Um, the the yeast are are very 
highly regulated little organism in terms of what they take in and utilize. Um, so even though there's a whole – there may be, like in an IPA, a whole bunch of sulfate in the water um, or is added as gypsum, they won't necessarily use it unless mm-hmm. they need it. Mm-hmm. And What do they the, utilize it for? Well, they use it in creating uh, two of the group B amino acids, hmm. um, cysteine, uh, cysteine and methionine, mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing those right. Um, and uh, those, what they do is they um, can either break down organic sulfur um, from you know lipids and fatty acids and such in the uh, in the tube and you know coming from the malt. Um, or they can take in sulfate and begin uh, breaking that uh, down um, with uh, other amino acids and and nutrients to synthesize um, cysteine and methionine. In doing so, they will convert the sulfate to sulfite, and now they have this reserve of sulfite within the cell that they can use to make those acids. If they find that they don't need as many as they thought, then they'll excrete the excess. And so that's where a lot of sulfite gets added to the wort or added to the beers that the yeast cells excrete it. Mm -hmm. Now, if they proceed with the reaction and synthesizing these uh, needed amino acids, um, they will take that sulfite and then convert it into sulfide. And that sulfide generally gets um, uh, exits the fermentation as hydrogen sulfide. And so um, it's interesting that different yeast strains, uh, notably lager strains, uh, more so than ale strains, um, produce more sulfite and more hydrogen sulfide during fermentation than ale strains. Mm -hmm. So it isn't necessarily uh, how much um, of the raw material uh, you have in your malt or in your hops or that you add as, you know, as a water treatment. It's really how much the yeast feel that they need. Right, and, right. Or how much they imagine they need. And certain strains will imagine they need more, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then um, dump more into the beer at the end or, you know, utilize more. Yes, yes. And then, so, the, you know, that's the, that's the yeast side of the equation. Um, as you m- mentioned uh, with your hops, um, sulfites get uh, added to hops a lot for, as a preservative. And to help them keep their color. Um, so, you know, depending on how the hops were processed, you, you could be adding a fair amount of sulfites uh, in with the hops. Uh, you could be adding it as part of your uh, finings preservative. Is that, or, is that common? I, yeah. I don't know that. Um, well, it used to one, be. Okay, because I don't think they do that today because every hop plant I've, I've uh, visited – whether it be whole cone, where they just take the cones and then once they're dried and cooled down, they just smash them into a bale. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the pelletizing, they just take those bales, break them apart, and uh, put them through a, through a hammer mill and then uh, yeah. extrude them. 
I haven't all, seen any of the, edition of anything. All of the journal papers that I've been reading up on uh, regarding from the nineteen thirties. Well, no, these are from the, like the nineteen nineties hmm. um, and and since. But uh, all of the mention of uh, sulfiding of hops is just kind of a well you know, standard practice. But I think it probably would, has decreased. I would say this that it could be um, in the field. So yeah. not in the processing, but in the field as a uh, pest control. That is true. Yes, as a you know against various uh, organisms that are uh, detrimental to hops, they they would do a sulfur treatment. Yeah. So yeah, I could imagine that. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Um. So you've got so you've got uh, the yeast producing sulfite, uh, potentially also producing hydrogen sulfide. You've got sources of sulfite elsewhere in the work, maybe from the malt, maybe from the hops, mm-hmm. uh, maybe from additives that have been uh, put in. Um, and in general, uh, in the pa- brewers have looked on these sulfites favorably as antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, um, in <clears throat> when we talk about adding metabolic sulfite to uh, brewing water, to uh, knock down the chloramine and chlorine in the water, um, then you know that's another source. If you were to over sulfite your brewing water, that would be another potential source of sulfites. So um, they're there; they're regarded as antioxidants, um, and they do serve a definite antioxidant role in beer because um, sulfites um, preferentially bond with aldehydes and carbonyls um, and such as acetaldehyde and uh, trans um, when the binding of these uh, you know off flavor compounds uh, with sulfite produces a hydroxy sulfonate which has a much uh, higher flavor and odor threshold you know which kind of takes it out of solution um, mm-hmm. and prevents it from uh, you know, spoiling the beer. Um, the downside is that uh, when once you've created those compounds, those will hold together um, and, you know, adds to the shelf life of the beer. But if the beer is packaged with oxygen, um, over time, those uh, hydroxysulfonates can react with packaged oxygen and break down themselves back into sulfites and the staling compounds, mm-hmm. the uh, trans and, and so on. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is a certain amount of you know equilibrium going on. Uh, these are reversible reactions. Um, notes here say that um, the half life for um, sulfate or sulfite. Preservation of beer and antioxidant action in beer is about six months. Hmm. There's a three months. Right. It's three months. Half life of three months. So, um, yeah, that's they are a preservative, but um, kind of a double-edged sword. You can get, you know, uh, some preservative action, but you can also get the burned match smell mm-hmm. uh, later on. All right. Um, let me tell you. I bet you if anyone knows about um, sulfites and 
uh, fermentation and the, the production of sulfur in your fermentation would be those folks, those good folks at Great Fermentations. Oh, yeah. I went out and visited them. Some really knowledgeable people. Knowledgeable and super nice. Great customer service. I was very impressed. They got two stores. I went to both of them. Well-stocked stores, clean, well-laid-out, a great and engaging crew. If you're anywhere around the great state of Indiana, I would suggest uh, stopping in, in there and checking them out. It would be worth the drive. I met some people that drove like four hours to go there because there wasn't uh-huh. other shops uh, in their area. And I'll tell you, it's, I would say it's worth the drive. And you don't have to necessarily drive because they are on the web. They've uh, got them on uh, greatfermentations.com. They've got the the full range of Blickman products and the full knowledge of Blickman products, probably better than anyone in the industry other than Blickman himself. That's Blickman's homebrew shop is Great Fermentations. Top-notch customer service. Uh, you know, Go check them out. You can check them out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, every once in a while when they have uh, some super exciting thing like me coming by to sign books at their shop or Palmer going by to sign books at the shop or whatever, yep. uh, they will post that on there. And so you can find that. So check them out, greatfermentations.com. So, John, when we come back, I want to uh, focus on... Um, you know how you control this. I mean, yeah. what is what is it that it, it, what what are the controls in fermentation? Because it, it doesn't sound like you can uh, just reduce the amount of uh, sulfur compounds in your malt, and then there won't be any in the beer because it seems like it doesn't take a whole lot to. There's there's way more than enough through a variety of avenues: the water, the hops, the malt. Um, yep. that the yeast are able to utilize. So yep. how do you get the yeast to stop kicking out all that uh, farty-smelling stuff? All right. We'll cover that when we come back. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey there, BN Army. Have you heard the latest at Hop Tech? Since Hop Tech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. 
They even have all grain systems from Grain Fathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems. Thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you. And all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we are able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch Do out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right. We're back. Yes. So, John, tell me, how is it that we reduce the sulfur that the yeast utilize in fermentation? Ah, glad you asked. Um... Well, it's very simple. You just have to control the fermentation, and you're done. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's Perfect. All. I think we can end the show now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Um, how does one unless... control fermentation to uh, minimize uh, <coughs> sulfites yeah. in the beer? Although Taylor looks a bit confused, our porno Steve there. We don't, we don't even have right the, the cameras on this time around. How are you? How are you watching me? I can feel your presence. Um, <laughs> perhaps we should explain. Sure. All right. Explain away. All right. Well, uh, like I was saying earlier, um, the sulfites are utilized in the production of um, sulfur compounds, uh, namely sulfur-containing amino acids for the yeast. Mm -hmm. And uh, the two amino acids that the yeast need um, are cysteine and methionine, which are group B amino acids, which... um, And if you've ever seen one of my talks about maturation, I talk about the group B versus group A amino acids there. Mm -hmm. Um, To summarize, um, the yeast have, you know, these amino acid uh, nutritional needs uh, as they're going through um, their growth and and reproduction. Um, The various amino acids in the wort are, are characterized into four groups. Uh, group A are taken up first. Those are like the high priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they will take those up in preference to any other group. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the group A are exhausted, they will start looking at the group B amino acids and the group C amino acids. Mm-hmm. Um, B gets a slightly preferential treatment compared to C. And it's, so it's kind of like when you're getting on an airplane, you know, they're going to call in group one, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, all those a, are done. The group, group two, and, and then flown southwest. Yeah, a, B, and then and C, yeah. and then, and then, and then, and then some the, other group one comes along, and they and get the people that to go ahead. Yeah, have to cling to the wing. Yes. So I, I think we did a, a, a show about about the amino acids and uh, the group A, B, and C uh, right. as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just a little reminder. Right, so. Right. Um, so from a yeast cell's point of view, they're looking at their nutritional needs and saying, do I need to create uh, these amino acids or can I just take in what's what's here mm-hmm. um, and break that down? So um, the yeast are looking at the sulfates in the water. They're looking at the lipids and, and trube in the, in, in the wort and, uh, look, and then taking in sulfur um, or you know, synthesizing as necessary. So, all of this is a function, therefore, of the yeast growth. Mm -hmm. So, the faster the yeast need to grow, and that's usually controlled by temperature, Mm -hmm. you know, the more they say, okay, we've got a, I've got tons of nutrients, and it's warm, and I can grow really fast, the more sulfites, the more metabolism they'll undergo, and the more sulfites they'll generate. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you control growth, just like controlling growth to limit diacetyl or acetohydroxy acid production, um, you will also reduce the amount of sulfite that gets produced in excess and the amount of sulfite that ends up in the, in the beer. Uh-huh. So, um, so how do we control fermentation? Well, um, good aeration. Um, you know, you know anything that doesn't stress the yeast. So good mm-hmm. aeration, mm-hmm. Uh, temperature controlled, keep that growth rate moderated. Um, you know, not high ad, you know refined sugar, high adjuncts with no fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, also, if you're going to do a high adjunct beer, a lot of 
a lot of simple sugars. You need to add some uh, uh, um, yeast nutrient nutrient uh, to keep your fan levels up. You don't yeah. want to go overboard on fan because that will cause its own problem, set of problems as well. That's right. Yeah, too much fan is it will do the same thing mm-hmm. and cause more the synthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, the I guess you know if just putting in context of a good healthy fermentation will reduce the over amount the overall amount of sulfite mm-hmm. uh, that gets input to the wort. Mm-hmm. Um, then. Um, Looking at the beer post fermentation, uh, oxygen exposure is important um, because now you're looking at you know how much of those uh, the sulfites that are there um, will react with aldehydes and carbonyls and then potentially be broken down by packaged oxygen to release those smells again. So you want to avoid any oxygen on on yeah. packaging. Yeah. That's right. Um, what about um, other things like uh, high gravity or uh, uh, work clarity or uh, okay. a lot of yeah. those other things? Yeah. Well, high gravity, um, you know, whenever you brew a high gravity beer, you need to increase your pitching rate mm-hmm. so that that fermentation doesn't become stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, higher gravity has the potential, potential to produce more sulfide. Mm-hmm. Um, but by increasing the pitching rate, again, controlling temperature and other factors, uh, you can moderate those levels as well. Mm-hmm. So it's generally about yeast stress more than anything. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yeast stress, high glucose mm-hmm. you know, levels, low fan, extremely high fan. Um High clarity, which would could be translated to low troop, low fan, uh, could also potentially stress the yeast. Um, so uh, any of those factors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, high high uh, carbon dioxide, you know, such as in a, a uni tank, mm-hmm. where you have a greater depth and greater dissolved CO two uh, in the in the beer at the mm-hmm. end of fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stress will also increase the sulfide production. Well, I think that, you know, um, so when they, a lot of people made a big thing about uh, uh, turbidity, you know, a lot of uh, carryover of cold break into the fermenter made the yeast, you know, more active and, uh, you know, this, that, the other thing. And they were saying, well, it's, you know, because there's all this other, uh, you know, amino acids in this cold break material, that then that's what the, the, the answer is. And I kept saying, no, 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 no. And I still, to this day, do not believe that because there's right. plenty. I mean, your, your work can be almost brilliantly clear unless you're going to filter it there's so much already break material in there that there's more than the yeast could use and i right. think it's a, a similar thing in this case in that um what happens is the the break material really just becomes nucleation sites for the co2 and helps the co2 uh form bubbles to off gas more more freely Thus, reducing the CO two concentration in the uh, in the the beer as it's fermenting, and right. I think that that is what affects the yeast and improves the uh, uh, the ferment. 
I don't think it's anything that they're gaining from the uh, from the cold break. I think it's the the physical action of the cold break. Right. I mean, that that is true. Although earlier in the fermentation, uh, the the hot break and true will provide a lot of nutrients. Yeah, but there's way more than enough already. Well, I mean, but you know, when people have are, a giant there are pile. Papers that- there are papers the that talk there. about highly turgid warts uh-huh. uh, having cleaner flavors than uh, less turgid warts. Yeah, I'll but clarify. again, but again, nucleation sites more more necessary. I think I don't know. Um, I'm not sure that. Uh, I mean, the papers talk about it, but I'm not sure that they really identified what the mechanism was. Okay. I think that well, there, the, the assumption is that there's some sort of nutrient that they're gaining that the uh, wort is somehow deficient in without it being highly turbid. But you and I both know that highly turbid versus clear wort, the concentration of a lot of these things in clear wort is abundant, more than the yeast can use. They haven't shown that the yeast are taking up um, the the... the uh, materials present in a clear wort. They haven't shown that that is the case. So why does having any more help? See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, good, yeah, good, you know. Good topic for discussion, I think. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so sometimes, you, you know, you, you read all these papers and you're just like, you know, I don't know. I think uh, dude missed the point of, uh, you know, what the yeast are doing. I think sometimes I, I get to question some of those things. Yeah. It may be quite complicated. Let's look into that. Well, yes. Such is life. Quite complicated. <laughs> I'll tell you what's not complicated. What? You get yourself over to Adam and Eve. Ah. AdamandEve.com. It's not complicated. They're a straight shooter, huh? <laughs> That's right. Sometimes. Slight sometimes. curve to sometimes. You, you, you see off Coach Jamil, J-A-M-I-L, at adamandeve.com, and you're going to get 50% off of just about any one item that you choose to put in your cart. They got a lot of items and at an already very reasonable pricing so that you're getting a good deal on this item. That's all you got to buy. You are you're paying for the half off of... Something that's already priced well, something very useful in the bedroom or wherever you want to use it, maybe in the bathroom stall, maybe in the airport. So many different uh, ways that you can use products. Products, exactly. Spoken like a true porn professional, Steve. Mm -hmm. And then, so that's uh, that's all the money that... They're asking you to part with, and what they're going to give you in return is that product that you're buying. Then they're going to give you three free adult DVDs. Not just like, you know, fake stuff, but, you know, good quality. Good, wholesome. Good, wholesome yanking material. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to give you uh, a free extra gift. So essential. I really can't tell you about it here on the air. You'd have to, like, come meet me in private. I'll tell you about it. I'll I'll show it to you. I'll share it with you. I'll spread some on you. God knows how it works. (laughs) And then free shipping. Usually it's shipping and handling where all these offers get you. 
you know? When it's like, oh, just, you know, free extra Ginsu knives. Just pay shipping and handling of 150 bucks. No, not Adam and Eve. Straight shooters, like John said. Uh, pay 50% off just uh, just about one item, any one item. Uh, you get the free shipping, the free DVDs, and the free extra gift. Free, 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 free for 50% off on one item. Use the offer code Jamil, J-A-M-I-L, at adamandandeve.com today. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will, uh, I don't know, discuss more any questions? about our topics. Yeah, if somebody was listening, probably. All right. We'll be back after this. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. to brew has never been so disgusting this is brew strong all right we're back it's pleasant here in the studio now that i've cranked up the ac to uh 60 degrees justin needs to you know sell his electric car to pay for it yeah (laughs) <laughs> Didn't even go to 60 degrees. 76. It was 80-something in here. Yeah. And smelled like balls. Sweaty balls. I think it always smells like balls, though. That's true. It's a very male, male-oriented But you're studio. right. When it's hotter, it's you definitely notice it a lot more. Oh, yeah. It gets a little ripe in here. I'm just saying. Oof, ripe. I'm just saying. That's where they store all their hops, too, though, right? <laughs> the, Shh, the, the ripe... Uh, Trade secret. They don't, they don't store any hops here. They have beer. Beer. They don't brew any beer here. 
We just open them. Well, I'll tell you, if you were going to be brewing beer here, what I one of the things I would recommend right off the bat is downloading the Brew Guru app. Oh, yes. And that's going to tell you all the homebrew shops where you can get AHA discounts. It'll show you the the bars where you can get AHA. I, I bet you you can get an AHA discount here. You can definitely get it at Heretic. You can get it, and it'll show a nice like, map that's snappy with the data. And data you can't get elsewhere. But Google doesn't know where you're going to get an AHA discount. Brew Guru app does. Uh, you can get it for free. You can get it from all your likely sources, the uh, Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, you know, the small child living at the end of your couch. All that stuff you can you can get uh, right then and there. Um, it's got lots of great stuff in it. Like I said, the discounts, beer, food, homebrew supply discounts. It's got uh, uh, great uh, articles and stuff to read while you're uh, struggling on the bowl or sitting on the train or something like that. Um, brewery locator and uh, best wallet's free. Uh, so check it out, Brew Guru uh, from the AHA. All right. Pornographic Steven. Does he have a question? Uh, I think there's a couple of them. Excellent. All right. First question. From uh, your brother. Ah. Yeah. So we were talking about um, sulfites in Uh beer. Uh And John had mentioned that there's a lot of people out there who are allergic to sulfites. Uh Uh Even though... In most beers, possibly, there's not even more than what ten parts per million. Or right. legally, right. you're not, you don't have to. You have to like, declare it. Declare, it's yeah, right. exactly. So it got me thinking. My brother, um, he's allergic to sulfates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I messaged him like, "Have you ever had a beer that made you feel like complete shit? You know, just like just one particular beer." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, actually, it's always this one." Hmm. For some reason, he can drink a couple of another and be mm-hmm. completely fine. Certain ones, it's like gives is me it, massive uh, headaches. Is it like a lager? Is it? Uh, a... I, didn't, I didn't get that far. Oh, yeah, I need to do I more research. You to get far. It, ha- it happened during the show, so yeah, I was inquiring. Like you're doing so much. I was else. investigating. Oh. I was investigating. <laughs> All right, so he, <laughs> it was investigating. Didn't tell you which beer, huh? He didn't tell me well, much I, beer. I'd wonder if it was, you know, a lager that, that could, you know, um, some Belgians, uh, some Belgian ale yeasts uh, will produce a lot of sulfur as well. Right. Yeah. Um, ale yeast will produce more sulfites in the produ- with uh, high glucose levels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, well, generally yeah. lagers produce more than ales. As you tend to uh, use a lot more, uh, you know, uh, simple sugars with... Um, uh, Belgian ale yeast a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and it tends to be high gravity and all that. Uh, I would imagine you could, you could get more uh, just off of that. Yeah. And um, I imagine there's industrial beers, you know, not craft beers, but uh, industrial beers someplace that uh, where they actually add hmm. sulfites to improve the shelf life. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Some- sure. He said uh, it's usually IPAs. IPAs. Um, well, well, it could be, could be, uh, you know, from the hops. It could be. Yeah. It could, could be because you be drink too much. It could be the, it could be the sulfates itself. Uh, mm-hmm. You may, 
or he may be allergic to hops. Uh, mm-hmm. That's another possibility. Have you, have you ever had that allergy response? I get this every once in a while. If I drink a bunch of super hoppy beers, yeah, and I was just like, you know, it, it's like a you know a, a, a you know allergic. Uh, uh, yeah, reaction. I get it during yeah. JBF. Yeah, yeah. When I'm judging IPAs, my mm-hmm. nose will start running, right. you know, eyes watering a little bit. Yeah, it's just like I've get got the sinus the congestion and yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely happens. Right. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you have uh, one more question there, uh, Steve? Nope. No. Nope. No. Not really. You, um, were, you wait, weren't so curious did... how Jamil is able to generate such noxious uh, <laughs> amounts of gas fumes. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder right. what a sulfite <laughs> intake is. All right. So everyone, at the beginning of the show, before we started, I was just like. Uh, uh, asking John about uh, the the sulfur in my intestine and uh, all that, and then what's what's really funny is John has uh, some notes for the show, and part of it is, and I didn't even see these. Is uh, these can be broken down in the intestines to produce the original SO two, basically hydrosulfonates, give nasty farts. It's like, and I was telling Taylor. <laughs> That John and I are a couple, a match made in heaven. We are, we are exactly, um, we're just uh, two peas in a pod. And if yep. you if you see us naked, it's like, yeah, oh look, I see where the two peas in a pod comes from. Yeah, yeah, two peas. Yeah. But the uh, the sulfur tends to uh, disperse from us equally. <laughs> In great volume. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We've we've had to open the windows. <laughs> no, in, in, in Tahoe. I think it was yeah. mainly me, wasn't it? Or was it you? Yeah. It was one or the uh, other. Or both of us were, yeah. were ripping quite a bit. Blickman bought us a wonderful dinner. And then mm-hmm. we went back to our room, and we were just farting away endlessly to where we had to like open all the windows in the place it was like freezing outside but we're like oh my god we're, we're not going to see morning if we don't open these windows yeah yeah but uh yeah so it's not it's not the carbohydrates in the beer you know excess carbohydrates that break down and give you gas it's well not only those it's also these hydroxysulfonates uh when they break down they generate more so2 that burn match smell so if you Smell that burn match smell after drinking beer. Yours were more like roses, John. Really. (laughs) More like roses. That's what I always thought, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Good show. Uh, If you're listening live, stay tuned. We are going to be coming up on... We're going to talk about uh, New England IPAs next. We're going to have some samples here. Hand uh, shipped uh, fresh from uh, the East Coast. Uh, And we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And um, yeah, I think it's a great show. If you enjoy the show and the work that we put into it, all we ask is that you support our sponsors Blickman Engineering, Great Fermentations, AHA, Adam and Eve. Go browse their sites, see if there's uh, something you can do there to. Uh, to uh, Sorry, my soul. <laughs> Goddamn, Taylor. Um, and especially uh, our good friend John Blickman. Email him. Feedback at BlickmanEngineering.com. Tell them how much you enjoy him paying for the show. So you get these things for free. 
And then in the uh, the Brewing Network store, the Network.com slash store, there's a big special on uh, chain link fence. You're looking to chain yep, off yeah. your, your property. Mm-hmm. Uh, 70% off on chain link. Wow. The logos are embedded in the chain link. So you see the big hop grenade uh, every panel of chain link. That's every, great. Every eight feet. It's pretty special. That's great. Just gets better the more you buy it, too. That's right. It's a percent. There that's, you go. It is limited quantity, so uh, get there fast and check it out. Uh, TheBringNetwork.com slash store. Everything you buy from there goes to the bottom line. The Bring Network and helps keep stuff like this on the air for you. Until then, everybody, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong.